Welcome back to the Kitchen Table Podcast. Uh, we're here in the barrage. Uh, we've we've went back and forth about the name of this place, the Kitchen Table Studio, but it's a bar slash garage. So this is the Kitchen Table Podcast Barrage. Uh, I'm Tony. Uh, I'm here today with Ryan and Dale. We're all back together. Um, yes. We uh, we we. Occasionally, because we're all three different shifts, we have to uh, bounce around and one person will be on a phone and whatever, but it's always a good time when we're back in studio together. Someone needs to move shifts. <laughs> Someone's going to have to move shifts. It's just, I think the B shifter should move. Dude, on my Kelly days. Oh, what are those, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, we don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Kelly days are either. Uh, so today we're uh, we're gonna start a uh, new series um, on the Kitchen Table podcast. We like to do series. We break things down. We've done um, you know leadership series before, um, and as you guys know, as our listeners know, as our other guys know, we always hope people get something from these. So we do them in series. Today we're gonna we're gonna start our uh, I call it a secession planning series. Uh, it's more of a thinking about your next rank series, so uh, we're very excited. Uh, we're going to start our series with a, a local guy we know. He's on uh, the department that protects my place. Um, we're going to have backstepper to company officer, company officer to battalion, and then uh, battalion to administration. Um, so uh, I think the real meat and bones of it is is how do you go from being on the backstep to being a company officer? That's the hardest transition. Yep. Uh, I would argue that going from company officer to battalion is a tough transition as well. However, you're one of the guys. Now you're the boss. Um, so I'm, I'm very excited for this series. It's something I've thought about for a while. Uh, Ryan brought this individual. He's known him uh, for a while now. Um, so let's dive into it. Today we got Alex Vin from uh, Greenwood Fire Department. So Alex, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you being here. I uh, look forward to a great conversation. Uh, we'll start by having you just kind of introduce yourself, where you're from, your background, um, both professional and personal, because I think families are important. Mm -hmm. So okay. take yep. it away, brother. Well, like I said, Alex Ben, I uh, just got promoted to lieutenant eight weeks ago, so still getting used to people calling me that. Um, it's kind of more of a big adjustment. but Never goes away. No. Uh, <laughs> so been at Greenwood 12 years, a little combination department, so seven years full-time. Uh, been there, was really the only full-time department I've been at. I uh, did a little volunteers for about four years. My dad was in the fire service, oh, it was probably 35 years plus. Uh, volunteer, part-time, uh, he never did the, the full-time, so I'm the first full-time firefighter, but really second generation. <clears throat> I got, got a wife, two kids, got a seven and a three-year-old, so my day's off there. Busy. <laughs> They're in. I don't, uh, not, not your typical firefighter, I don't have the day off job. I, sure. My day off job is taking care of my kids and watching, watching my daughter right now until she goes to school. Uh, currently a ladder officer, just transitioned to that. So it's definitely an adjustment from driving an engine to doing a ladder ladder work. Yeah, uh, That's where I started <laughs> full time, so it's kinda, I was kind of happy to really start off being a lieutenant back on the ladder. So, uh, but yeah, pretty much it for now. He's got a bitchin' mustache too. I, do. Well, so, I, I was just getting ready to say, I had, <laughs> I had to move my stool over so the mustache didn't poke me. Well, we have some competing mustaches here. <laughs> I, uh, I've never never had a good mustache. It, it grows in, to quote Joe Dirt, it grows in all white trashy up here. Um, <laughs> it's kind of an accident. I, I kind of did it. I grew it probably three years ago. Kind of really 
to push the boundaries of our, our mustache policy in our department. That's how it started. Yep, that's how most of started. So it, it kind of grew in, and everybody's like, "Holy, you know, look at that mustache!" And I can't grow hair. I can't like do all those, the styling hair dudes everybody does. And neither can Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> that's too. <laughs> and it wasn't me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, a. Uh, you you said you don't really that is the toughest transition uh being going from being called tony to being called lieutenant captain chief mm-hmm. uh, i always used to tell people don't call me that that's my government name but there is a fine line with yeah. with these the the younger guys we want them to show the respect and and want them to to address people by their rank but it is a tough one yeah. i still don't answer to chief most of the time <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's more or less like when we're around admin or or the you know, battalion chiefs around i'm like go ahead you can you can say it but yeah. we're, we're in the firehouse just Sitting around, don't I try not? You don't call me that. Yes, just one of you guys hanging out, like you know, like you get your name, kitchen table, podcast, like at the kitchen table. I got no rank. Absolutely, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, and even one thing that comes with with being an officer is is you're at the kitchen table. I think an FD and Y firefighter. So no matter no matter where you're at in your career, how long you've been there, when you sit at the kitchen table, you're you're up for the ball busting. Uh, He said, you know, you get your balls busted at the kitchen table. You know, and that that always brings me back. Yeah. Uh, that's why I love our name, and and uh, it doesn't matter. I could be the chief, but <laughs> they're going to bust my ball same as they are yours <laughs> or someone else's. So, um, yeah. So, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna start a new series. Uh, you were just promoted. I think it's a I, I think it's a fantastic time to talk about this because you're you're still trying to figure that out. Oh yeah, yeah. It's still an adjustment every shift. Trying to trying to figure out how to process everything. How to you know really get my my feet solid. On ground, I feel like I'm still trying to swim. And, sure. You know. Well, and, and and you went from being a uh, a firefighter to a firefighter's helper. Yeah. That's what I like to call the latter yes, guys. They're absolutely. firefighter <laughs> helpers. Yes. Um, and and they yeah. like to tell us that you know engine works so easy, rain can do it. So the banter back and forth is always fun. I didn't say it with our with our one of our older guests because a he's a latter guy. He's probably done more. But uh, <laughs> um, you know what? You know I, why they have open and closed on the bail of the nozzle, right? It's for the overtime ladder guy working on the engine. That's right. <laughs> I like it. I like they have it. to come with instructions. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure I'll work it in. I'll work in some, some jabs here in a little bit. <laughs> Bring it on. Let's, let's get it. <laughs> figure, figure some out. So, um, yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, let's get started with uh, a few questions, if you don't mind. Go, let's go for it. Let's, let's just go for it. So uh, you went from being a senior man to mm-hmm. an officer, yep. um, and, and in the fire service, the role of senior man is so different. When I first got on, the senior man was fifty. You know, he yeah. was an older guy, didn't really have any interest in promoting. Took care of his apparatus, cleaned his apparatus, checked his apparatus. He was the guy that knew everything about that. Well, now in today's fire service, senior men are younger, um, and uh, what uh, what what role did you have as a senior man? Like I'm, I feel like I'm at a job interview again. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I, you know, I was thinking about that when, when Gant reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do this. I'm like, I don't, I don't have anything to tell you. I don't, or, you know, what, what messages I've listened to Kitchen Table podcast, and I'm like, I'm nowhere near some of the caliber of the guys that you guys have had on here. Uh, but no, our department's young. I think a lot of departments are young. Um, as a senior guy, I mean, I was two years on the job full time, and I was. I was the guy. I was I was the driver. I was the guy that you know the the officer and the battalion chief relied on. Um, but it goes both ways. I think. I think you're you're, you're the guy for the officer to help out. You, you got his back. You you make his job easier. But also you're the 
you're the trainee, you're taking care of the new guy, you're, you're trying to get him to where he can become the senior guy and you can pass that role on. Um, <clears throat> I don't I don't think it's just, you know, driving the truck, you know, checking it every morning, driving it to emergency runs, backing it back in the bay and hitting the recliner. Um, I think, you know, I, I try to look up some things online, like what what is a senior guy? There, I mean, there's stuff from the point of, Senior guy, no matter what, is the 50-year guy. Like, the guy has been on there forever. Um, but I think it has a lot to do with taking that responsibility of leading the younger guys. Mm-hmm. Teach them everything you know has nothing to do with seniority. I know a lot of guys that have 15 years on the job, and they have no desire to, to show the young guys, you know, give them that pathway of where they need to be to successful in the fire service. Um, and I think nowadays in the fire service, we're to the – the motivated the individuals got an initiative of want to step forward and train those guys. Yeah. Well, sure, and I think the I think the role of a senior man is uh, it's you know there's five or six different bullet points that a senior man, in my opinion, has to do. Um, the senior man runs the firehouse. You know, you you may yes. be tasked as an officer with being in charge, but a good senior man is going to keep stuff out before mm-hmm. it gets to you. Yeah. And and I think you hit it on the head when you said. One of the things the senior man's job is to do is to develop a younger guy to be that senior man. Mm -hmm. So if you're not willing to do that, you're not the senior man. You are not the guy, the firefighter, if you're not willing to show them what you know. Correct. I agree. And the the one of the articles I read was fire engineering, which that's where I try to get a lot of information. Mm -hmm. got a lot of good stories in there. But the senior man had said, you know, when you come to the firehouse, you find that guy with the most, most seniority. I'm like, that's not right. Like it's always the guy that's got the most confidence, the guy that's always out in the bay floor. Um, you know, I always, I always joked with Ryan because he was, he was my relief, and and I logged very minimum hours in the recliner, sea shift. That's all they did. Is, uh, I mean, recliner time. Uh, but well, well, that didn't bam. take fucking long. <laughs> but yeah, you know, you know, I've been around firehouses working overtime, and you see a lot of those seniority guys that are hitting that recliner, I mean, logging them hours, and. They're not willing to go out and, and show those guys. I mean, the small stuff. You know how to how to start a chainsaw. Sure. Uh, you know, the guys coming to the fire service are a lot different. They learn a lot different. Um, you know, some guys don't know how to start a chainsaw. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, great. I'm I'm actually thankful you said that because we can't assume that every every young guy comes on knows how to start a chainsaw yeah. and. They know how to operate this, and they may not understand mechanics and hydraulics yeah. and engineering like we do. So it is your job to show them that. Yeah. Uh, I do love that uh, one of the things you said when you when you walk into a firehouse. Um, you know, we're all blessed with the ability to take the nap and, mm-hmm. and to sit in the recliner, and we're we're all provided with those opportunities. However, I've always believed that that firemen live in the bay. Uh, and you can you can I can go into any firehouse and you see the guys sitting in the bay and you know they know every piece of equipment and they're willing to show it. Yeah. So I think that you know the the senior man. Uh, I actually the word senior man kind of sucks because mm-hmm. my department's also very young, like yeah. you described yours as. Uh, you know we our senior guys may only have three to four years on. So yeah. uh, the role of senior man is is defined in several different places. I think I see Dale. Um, browsing yeah. for you know yeah. what what a senior man yeah. is, and, and there's tons of information out and there. I never, I don't think at any point, and after getting hired full time and transition and becoming an engineer, I never chose to be the senior man. I never said I want that job. Like yeah, you know the guys that work underneath you or you know the, the backsteppers, they're the ones who choose it. 
they're the ones that gravitate towards you. And, and you can tell because these guys carry this confidence and this, you know, pride of their fire truck, their firehouse. Um, they're they're prideful of being this quote unquote senior guy. And those young guys just boop, it's like a magnet. They're yep. they're following him around, and they'll choose mm-hmm. you. You don't you don't go around saying I'm the senior man. I I got seniority. To me, that's the guy that everybody's like. No, you don't want. You don't I'm want not to, following that guy. You don't want to go around the yeah. guy that tells you he's Correct. the guy. Yeah, he's yeah. he's he's telling you what what he is, and you know I've got time on the job, and I always you have time on the job, but that's one of those things. I'm like, okay, seniority you gets you vacation picks. <laughs> Correct, I like that. That's just, <laughs> that is true, 100. So yeah, I think like you said, walking a firehouse, you can tell real quick who that senior guy is, and it's typically not. I think in our firehouse, it's typically not the guy that's got. 15, 18 years, 20 years. There's a lot of guys, I think, that have five and 10 years that are, are, are out there filling that role really well. Yeah. So, and, and one thing that we're, we're going to talk about a little bit is, uh, you know, when I first got promoted, the very first thing I found was, who's, who's been there? Who, who knows this crew better than me? Because I had to switch. I don't know if you guys have had to do that, but I had to go somewhere completely foreign. Um, so I, I tried to, to study my people and learn who has been here. A, I wanted to know, have they been here the longest? Do they know what all the equipment is and everything? B, who has the pulse? Who is well-respected by everybody? Mm-hmm. So it was very important for me as a new officer to find out who was my senior guy. And I... You know, I had I had older people. I had guys that thought they were senior guys, but I had one guy that literally nobody's ever said a bad word about him on the department. Mm-hmm. You know, he knew where everything was at. He I always said he's the guy that knows where the bodies are buried. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. he's the guy that knew about the firehouse. He was able to answer he's questions. A sergeant of the arms. <laughs> and I was blessed that he was. He is uh, my best friend. I work with him all the time. I just switched shifts from him, but he was the guy like yeah. and 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 still is um but uh once i found out that the crew believed that it was easy like he knew my personality and knew hey you shouldn't say that or you shouldn't do this or the lieutenant might get mad um so he he ran the firehouse and and i was very very thankful it made my transition to company officer yeah. easier so um I, I don't want you to mention him by name unless you want to uh, but how important as a new officer is your senior man? How 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 much do you rely on that? Right now, a ton. I mean, um, and I even go back to when I was that senior guy. You know, my my officer was he was the captain of the firehouse. He was a former fire chief. Had been there for when I bid his spot to become his driver. He he you know he was pushing thirty years on the fire service. A lot of experience, knowledgeable. Um, but I made his job easier. I took a lot of the load off him. I was responsible for the other the guys taking care of the apparatus and he had no issue with what I did. He knew that if I was doing it, it was done. It was done correctly. He never had to come back behind me and check that stuff. And I kind of got spoiled because you know, I, I thought I filled that role pretty well and, and now I'm hoping that that's what I get. Um, I did bid. I did bid the ladder spot I went there. Um, both my, my guys on my truck right now are 20 years. Been on 20 years, and um, it's making my job a lot easier because I'm still trying to get used to the change of an engine to truck. You know, my driver currently, I can say, "Hey, we're going here." He goes, "I got it." Goes. Now I'll give him the house number. I'm like, "Hey, when we get there, I can give him that much." But it, I'm still trying to get my bearings straight and make sure I bark and rattle on the computer, and I try to process that that size up. Like I know my district, I know what the houses look like, so I know going into it, 
well, am I going to have a condo or am I going to have a, an apartment or townhome or house? I've got that part, but I got to try to formulate what I'm going into. Well, what yeah, kind of, and, what kind of house where and, I want to stage at, and and I think not having to worry about where they go left or right. One thing off my plate. Yep. Yeah, as a as a new officer, uh, one thing I didn't want to do is I don't want to tell you turn by turn. Yeah. Um, because you know this, you're you're settling in. You're you're thinking about the house. You're thinking about the run. You're thinking about hazards. You're thinking about the safety of your crew. Does everyone know what they're doing? Did I give the right did I give the right assignments? Is everyone on the same page? Now, if I got to think about all of that and I'm building my strategy mm -hmm. and my tactics, now I got to tell you where to go. So I, I, I think that, you know, this is about going from senior man to, to, to officer, but I, I think that a good engineer is so underutilized. I think before you promote, you, you should probably have to be an engineer. Um, I, I learned more driving. Uh, and, and in my department, the engineer was kind of like, you know, we're, we were understaffed when I first got promoted badly. So, you know, you were an officer, but your, your senior guy, your engineer is outside. He's basically running command because I'm mobile command inside. So, uh, you know, he's got to recognize the hazards outside and, and do all the stuff that, uh, that an effective engineer does. Yeah. So he, you can't hit that on the head anymore. Having yeah. twenty-year guys on the ladder with you, who've been in that spot, who know yeah. the district. That's yeah, it's nice to know. Like when we get there, he knows. I mean, both of them know. This is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I don't have to sit there. Hey, let's set the ladder up. Let's let's get some ladders off the back of the truck. Let's set those up. Hey, we're going in the search. They know the tasks that need to be done. I may change it up how we're going to do it, but that's to me is just small stuff sure. at that point. Plus old guy jokes in abundance. <laughs> uh, yeah, we were we were making the jokes a couple days ago because um, they were talking about, hey, I remember when you know, your dad was carrying you around the firehouse as a baby, and I said, well, it's convenient now I'm your boss. That <laughs> <laughs> so, like, was funny, but it, you know, it's 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 nice to know that they've been on there long enough that I don't I don't have to worry about the little stuff. I don't have to go out there and tell them every day we need to do this, this, and this, or we need. We need to check the EMS, even though we don't go on EMS runs mm -hmm. as a ladder. They still get it done. They, you know, they, they get the truck checks done, and mm -hmm. I know it's done right. I don't. I go out there with them every time, just so I can learn the truck, learn how he he sets it up, and I don't have to worry about. Eh, I don't. I don't like that. Let's do it this way. But he's got it under control, and I just got to worry about what I need to get accomplished. F nine. F nine. Sometimes F8. Every once in a while I get crazy. Yeah, yeah. You when you gotta go out of service. Unit. <laughs> yeah. That was that was honestly it's funny you guys mentioned that was one of the biggest learning curves. Like I, I thought I had it figured out as yeah. an officer and then trying to figure out CAD and the computer up front, that yeah. that humbled me quickly. Yeah. Um but I was very thankful that the the guy on my truck he did the IT stuff yeah. for the department. So uh, he was like, "All right, we need to reset it." And he knew all the passwords and everything, yeah. so it worked out well for me. But that, as an officer, the biggest <laughs> the biggest struggle. You think you got it all figured out? You're a hot shot. You passed the test. You you got you finished first in your process, and then you yeah. get up there, and the cat will humble humble you real. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, they given us perfect size up on the wrong channel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Happened already. Dale, uh, you, you've talked quite a bit about senior guys and uh, how important they are for you as a company officer. Yeah, and and I want to reiterate that the most amount of time on the seniority doesn't make you senior. Yeah. Um, my senior man on my engine isn't the most senior guy mm -hmm. on the engine. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. I'll say that too. There's nothing. There's some guys that 
them being seniority and not taking that senior role is, is kind of where they fit. Right. Know, you know, right. Like, you know, don't, I get some issues when people think just because they're senior, seniority is they're the senior guy. Like, you go to them for everything. Like, you know, they're in charge. They dictate everything. And I'm like, that's not how it's going to work. Yeah. You can at least go out and train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can at least show the younger guys where, you know, what to do and, and, and bring them up to your, your level. So. So how do you motivate the twenty-year guy? You said you have two guys yeah. that are like twenty years. Yeah. How, how do you it's, keep them motivated? Uh, you know, <clears throat> it's it's been about two weeks now, three weeks that I've been on the stroke. And, and the positive thing is, is they reached out to me. They wanted me to bid that spot, and I don't know if it was because of where I came from under the previous captain, or if it was because I was a lesser of two evils. Um, I would like to think but it's... But they wanted to control you? <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to think... I, would like to, uh, I think it's the other other way around. Um, that, you know, they, they understood that I like to hold my people accountable. I have expectations. Um, and that's kind of how I started my, my first shift with them is, is I I told them these are my, my couple things I expect from you guys. Um, I'm not going to sit here and dictate everything. We're not going to say we're doing this, 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 and this. I'm going to... These are my basic expectations. Um, and then we'll go from there. Um, and I, I felt like that's helped. Um, they, they don't seem like they're non-motivated. They're, they're out. I told them the biggest thing for me is 8 o'clock truck, trucks are on the front pad getting checked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do it every morning so far. They're 8 o'clock. We got to do the truck and the rescue. They're, both of them are out there. And they're, they're checking the trucks. Um, so I haven't, I haven't noticed any non-motivated issues yet. Um, and that's one thing I'm – I've thought about and kind of what do I do? Like I got to think about this. I want to try to pre-plan and get ahead of it so it doesn't happen. Um, I think a lot of it is I'm out there with them. I'm, I'm showing them That's I'm not. Key. I'm not just an officer. I didn't get promoted just to be a, a desk guy. I sit here and do emails and read reports or like I'm out here starting chainsaws. I'm checking the saws with them. Like I'm part of the the crew. Like I'm we're a crew together. Like they're not my crew. We we are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I told him, you know, if I can justify taking care of them and taking care of the citizens at the same time, I'll do it all day, every day in the chief's office. I don't, that doesn't bother me talking to the chief or talking to the assistant chief. Um, and I think that kind of motivates him also that hey, he's not going to sell us out. He's yeah. he's not some young gun in here that are he's going to, you know, read policy, 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 and start putting paperwork on the table like. I've been a write-out officer, and at our department, write-out officers can do write-ups, mm-hmm. and I've yet to do one, and I do not want to do one. And I, I don't time, take joy in yeah, it. If the time comes, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when it comes. Yes. But I don't. <clears throat> I've never, never really put that out in the forefront that that's what I want to do. I don't want to rule by whatever you want to call it. You know, Iron fist. Yeah, like yeah, that. Um, there are some officers that's, I've seen in younger guys. That's what they want to do because they think it. It controls everybody. Like you think if I if I'm an Iron Fist guy, like I rule like a dictatorship, like those guys will conform to me. The fire service, the first thing they do is like, huh, watch this. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna do everything the opposite. Right. And it makes it harder. Well, and I, I think you you said it there. Uh, conform. One of the things that I figured out when I first got promoted, I got promoted at 28. One of the things that 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 I realized real quickly is is. I needed to conform to the way they did things because I had all these expectations and I read all the things you're supposed to go in and set concrete expectations. And yeah, you probably should do that. But I inherited a good crew that was already a well-oiled machine. I had to get in there, learn them, learn how they did things, 
Um, and when I thought about speaking up, I thought, let's see if this is a better way of doing it. Yeah. Um, so I, I never had that. I needed to go in with an iron fist because they already ran their self. They just yeah. needed someone to inspire maybe different yeah. ways of doing things. Yeah. The, the more I talked to them, like, <clears throat> I asked them, I said, why me? Like, why did you come out and choose me? And I think it was a change of pace for them. They, they did different, different style of officers. Um, I was not the same at what they've been dealt with. Um, and, and there was multiple guys that have asked me, well, what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to change stuff? Like, what, you're, you're getting promoted, you're starting in a week, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'm just going to watch. Lay out my couple expectations I have, and then I'm just going to watch. And then we'll slowly, as long as it's not life safety, you know, we're not going to kill anybody. I'm just going to we'll let it go, and then we'll start to implementing, you know, new expectations or new change of things. But like you said, they've been doing it longer. Why would I come in and first thing say, no, we're going to start driving the truck backwards? Like, I don't. It works going <laughs> yeah. forward. Let's go forward. You're just going to start off ruffling, you know, yeah. Yeah. ruffling yeah. feathers. I mean, you you start off on yeah. the wrong foot if you go in and year, 20 year guys. Yeah. They're going to. They're going to push back hard. They're going to eat think, you up. I think it's easier when you get guys that are two, three, four, five years on. You can, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess, if you wanted to, you could change everything. And they're probably going to. Some are going to. Okay, fine. I'll follow the leader. Those twenty-year guys, they're going to like not have a <laughs> Yep. Watch this, and they're going to make yeah. my life a living hell. Yeah, they're, they're, they're going to say. They're going to say that. That's cute. You think you're yeah. in charge? That's but adorable. Like, I actually run the fire. <laughs> nice mustache. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> yeah, you sit there and hit F9, and uh, we'll take care of everything yeah, else. Yeah, for sure. And, and you, you're right. Uh, the younger generation, the two- and three-year firefighters, they're like, yeah, I'll do whatever he says. Yeah. But but I don't want people that are going to do whatever I say. I yeah. want people that are going to challenge me to be better. Mm -hmm. uh, and the 20-year guys are good at that because they've, they've seen the politics. They've seen the hard times. Mm -hmm. You know, before we were on, they, they remember when pay was lower. They remember when this happened <laughs> and this happened. And, uh, and that's stuff we don't have. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like they, they ask questions different. Like, you know, I was, when I got first promoted, I was appointed um, for – six weeks on an engine crew and they were younger crew they were great crew and it was actually tough to bid out of that spot to go to the truck it was just that opportunity came up and i was like if i don't take it now it may be 15 years before the spot opens back up um but well the engine the truck is not an opportunity it's a demotion <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm still loyal i'm still i'm still loyal i uh i i i'm in charge of actually the whole the i have to show the guys i truck on the truck that i care about them yeah. too your pointing finger strong right yeah it's it's easier to do now uh because the truck guys they just they're they're good they don't they don't require anything uh you truck guys you know they just require a ladder and some tools um, Put a they, bike pole out in the front yard. They, stand they, here. they don't want anything. They don't. They, they don't come to you and say the AC's out on the. I don't want to say the engine guys are prima donnas, but uh, the <laughs> ladder. The, the ladder guys are usually like, oh man, it's cool. Like we're just happy to go on a run every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Now those younger guys, I feel like they'll always ask the question why. When you bring something forward, like hey, let's do this, they're going to ask why. Like those senior guys, they're not going to ask why. They're going to they're going to come back with some technical data. They're going to actually come with something that has like hard facts, and you have to be prepared if you're going to make a change of the way we do stuff. They're going to be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, and here's why. Like, well, you make a good point, but that's what I feel like. It's two different ball games when you're when you're dealing with guys that are 25 to guys that are you know in their 40s yeah it's, it's definitely different 
different change of pace, that's for sure. Well, and the, and the firehouse is so ever-changing. The fire mm-hmm. service in general is so ever-changing. You know, when I first got on, the, the officers were older. Mm-hmm. They were older guys, and now we're seeing, you know, younger guys mm-hmm. are promoting, you know. And our, our, our true challenge is to figure out, because they know more than us. I got, yeah. I got officers under me that know more about the software and the systems that we operate, and they've, they've been in there longer. Uh, so our, our true challenge is to figure out their strengths yeah. um, because it's not, it's not just who's been on the longest. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you got to take a good written test. you got to have a good oral interview. you got to have you know, some education background. Um, it's, not, it's not just you've been here the longest, you're next up. So right. our, our challenge is yeah. to, to get the young people in there who want to do it for the right reasons. Correct. Well, and even the, like when I first started my career uh, side of the fire service, you know, we had guys that were officers that were military veterans. So you talk about rank and file and chain of command and don't question. I mean, a lot of those guys, that's what you got. There was none of this. If, oh, why are we doing that? You're not going to get an explanation. Right. So I, I think it's very important to do that. The thing I like that you said, and I think it's very valuable, is you lay out the expectations. Day one, you got a new person come in, or day one when you came in, hey, these are the expectations. You know, I don't expect you to be busy 24-7, yeah. but I do need this. Zero eight hundred. the rig's out on the mm-hmm. apron getting checked. I mean, make those decisions based on who we're protecting and the other crews we're protecting because you don't want to be that crew that the other crews are going, oof, they're here to protect me? Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was my area too. I was like, I want those, those truck checks done. I want them done right because I don't. I want to be the crew that goes back to the shit before us and be like, the saw doesn't work. What happened? Or the saw? Or this piece is missing off the truck. Why is it missing? And they're like, I don't know. You know, I didn't. I didn't. I don't want. I want the shift that like C shift. You know, coming to me and saying, Hey, this is this is gone. What happened? I'm like, no, it was there. at Truck checks. Something happened from truck check to your yeah. truck check. I don't want it to go through my shift and nobody misses it. And that was one of my expectations. Is like we have check sheets. I know that I know they're boring. I know they're terrible, but they take five minutes. Make sure each compartment's right. And I don't have to worry about it. Like my engineer knows what's in each compartment. He can open check. Okay, good, good, and then go back later and do it. And I I don't have any doubt that he's gonna he's gonna do it right every time. Um, yeah, the expectations. Then I learned that kind of late in my what I'd call my full-time career right out. Like I went to a class that the neighboring department put on and that's what they, they push is like, you've got to lay those expectations out. If not, they not only, they don't know what you expect of them. They don't, they don't understand your motivation. Like they don't, they're just gonna, I don't know, they're just gonna do whatever. They're just gonna fly the seam in the pants. They're just gonna do whatever. And that's not, as a new officer, that's definitely not what you don't want your guys doing that. Sorry, job, <laughs> job, <laughs> job. Um, so, yeah, I was. We were talking about expectations, and I was actually trying to look up. Uh, there's a captain from uh, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, and it's lost on me his name. I follow him on Facebook, but um, he actually has a whole thing about the five expectations every new officer should set, and it's uh, it's stuff that most guys are already doing. Mm-hmm. But one of the things he in his agency uniform was one you're gonna have a crisp clean uniform well today that's kind of like 
I mean, the, the yeah. fire service is ever changing, yeah. and they're like, "Well, this this agency next to us." They're like, uh, "Can I can I iron my my athletic shorts? Is that good?" Yeah, for yeah. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I in his agency that is clearly an expectation. Yeah. Um, so I would challenge all yeah. new officers to to a set those expectations, but b make them relevant to your agency because maybe it's different. Well, you know, I can honestly say that I talked to a couple of the guys that he did go and start working with when he first got promoted and i know that was one of the first expectations you kind of said was a uniform right mm-hmm. like yeah. we're going to be in uniform at this time yep so i know that i i, I do know that you went in there with those expectations yes. and you had that that expectation talk right yep yeah and like i said with my that, that short time i was with the engine crew and then my ladder crews you know i worked for a captain that you were in uniform what well, he said he didn't care yeah but he wore uniform he every day, so I'm not going to wear something completely different. Because I always tell people, uniform means one all together. All together, yeah. we're not going to. One's not going to wear you know shorts and a, a job shirt or shorts and a hoodie, and one person's going to wear you know the, the the issued t-shirt and the pants and boots. Like we're not all going to look different. Um, a lot of guys, that's that's their pushback. That's that's the hill they're going to die on is uniform. No, well, and that's that's. For me, that the hardest part of being an officer is, sure. is, is, you know, some guys swear by shorts. I feel yeah. more comfortable in them. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I wear shorts and long sleeve t-shirts and outside of work. And I just say when I'm at the, the firehouse, and luckily enough, my crew now, they'll, they're they in pants and shirts every day. And I don't have to worry about it because they come from that old generation where it's uniform, uniform, uniform. I was, yeah, that's you're, one you're, check. That's one check mark you're blessed there because yeah. the younger generation right. big fan of shorts, right. yeah. and yeah, I'm a big fan of conforming uh, to keep my crew happy. Obviously, there are certain standards that you have to uphold, right. and sure. you know, I've always been one of you know what I'm going to wear this. I want you guys to be comfortable. I want you to follow yeah. the dress code, but I'm going to be in this because I'm an officer. So yeah. this is what I expect right. of yeah. myself. Right. That's what I always I always wore. It didn't even when I rode out or even went to the, the engine, the new ladders. I always had pants and a shirt on. As long as you follow the policy, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push it. I'm not going to worry about it. And then, but some guys will argue. Well, administration has they have more stuff to worry about than what we wear. I'm like, well, why don't you just why don't we just remove the low hanging fruit? Let's Let, wear uniforms. Let's not. And then they can start worrying about you know pay and and this this obsolete Kelly day that I've never seen. Hey, what's I keep hearing about this yeah. Kelly. I don't know what it is. But, but, Jordan, you want to yeah. interject? <laughs> yeah, and I, I always say, like, if, if we're on uniform, then they can't, they're going to pick the easiest thing. That's uniform because they see yeah. it every day. Administration is always going to harp on uniform because they can see it. Yeah. Same thing with dirty fire trucks. You may not like to clean the fire truck or wear your uniform, but if your trucks are clean, you have good uniform, you're clean shaving, they actually have to start to find stuff. Yeah, well, yeah that's what I was just, you're yeah. not going to give ammunition if that's right. the way you start your day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's so easy for you, I, I know your agency enough to know that, you know, the ladder is like a second out EMS, right? If the third, engine's on a third, road, third, so it's third, third now. Third now, we've been bumped. <laughs> third now. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> it, it would be easy. It would be easy for yeah. those guys to just adapt to the gym shorts, but you, I think you're very blessed in the aspect that 20 year guys that got on the fire service they came on at a time where it's like nope you're going to wear pants you're mm-hmm. going to wear this and this is how you're going to dress because you're on the fire department yeah they probably even have athletic shorts but now <laughs> now the, the, not very good ones <laughs> uh, I, I, I hate threats. that we spent <laughs> i hate that we spent so much time 
on this, but one of the big things is setting those expectations. And one of the things you'll hear everybody say is, I expect a crisp, clean uniform. Mm -hmm. Me, when I went in, I was like, I expect you to know how to do your job. 100%. Mm -hmm. that, that, as an officer, that makes your job easier. If I don't have to tell you which line to pull, I don't have to tell you where you're going to park the ladder truck or, or you know, what your job as a chauffeur is. If I've properly done my job and explained tool assignments, I don't have to tell you which tool to come off with. Uh, you, you eventually get to a point where when I get out of the truck and take my 360 and take that lap around that structure after I do the size up, I know they're going to do it. Yeah, I, I love it. When I get my 360 done and the hose lines out the front door. Like, holy yeah. shit, they listen. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's why I started putting my mask and everything on as I was going around. I didn't want to miss something, yeah. but also I knew those dudes were going to be on the ball. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I agree. But I, I had I had young, hard charger, go-getters, and, um, you know, sometimes you have to scale them back. Yeah. Whereas, <laughs> you know, the older guys have been around, seen it. They're like, let's pause for a second. Let's see how this develop so yep. I, I would say that you're, you're extremely blessed now however um, I, I know that you you talked about those guys wanting you to bid that spot but what was it intimidating at all being that young in an officer position when those guys had that much time on when you went into it did you, did you all think about 100%. that yeah because like my thought process was is like how much are they going to judge me because I'm obviously transitioning back to the truck. Um, how are they going to judge me as a new officer? How are they going to judge me on my knowledge? Uh, you know, I'm coming in and I want to change some of the tactics, the way we do auto extrication and, and you know, truck work, but they're still, you know, they're doing it the way they've been doing it for, for years. Um, it was, it was pretty intimidating before I even bid that spot. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this. I don't know if I want to take this role on cause I'm trying to learn to be an officer. I'm trying to learn, how to manage that manage administration trying to filter that down to my guys and then now i got to deal with this older senior crew that um <clears throat> they're either one of two ways they're either going to retire in five years or they're going to promote because they're still on the firefighter level and uh, we have a promotion process and they're both going through it um so there's a possibility i lose i could lose both those guys and and but I took it as an opportunity um, to learn from them and to really sit and learn to be an officer. They know how to do their job. I'm also with an engine company. Um, officer there has been, I don't know, been a handful of years. He's been officer for a few years. So I know he knows how to manage that part of it. And we actually work pretty well together as a you know firehouse, two officers together. Um, so it kind of helps out a lot that I can kind of watch him and be like, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, let me learn from you a little bit. You can kind of be that, even though he says we're equals, I'm like, you know, a little bit of that mentor. Like, I'm going to kind of follow mm -hmm. you a little bit and, and ride your coattails a little bit. I'm going to jump off the ship every once in a while, but I may come back and be like, hey, what do I need to do? Um, and it makes it easier, the fact that he's sitting in the desk next to me. Sure. Instead of waiting until the oncoming officer comes and, you know, try to get that. And you guys are, you know, two of the fairly young officers that we have on our department. Yep. Yeah, roughly the same age. Yeah, he's yeah he's a year older than me, but he's been an officer for about four or five years. That's probably sounds about right. Um, so yeah, he got into it a little bit earlier than I did. Um, I had other life choices between getting sure. out of high school before I decided to be a fire uh, firefighter. But uh, so yeah, he he does have that experience, and he's he's experienced that that honeymoon phase. 
yeah. you have two ways of you either obviously succeed from your hunting phase or you fail um, you can be that that I call them turd officers or you can be that real that, <laughs> yeah. that, that good officer that everybody's being like Man, I want to go bid that guy's firehouse. Like, I want, yeah. I want to try to work with that guy. Well, I think it's important. Uh, also, when you when you have guys that have twenty years on, uh, you know, they've already raised kids. The, the the personal aspect of things is really highly underutilized. Um, you know, one thing I like to do with the older guys is I want to know. You know, did they deal with this? My kid's 11. You know, have you ever dealt with this? Did, yeah. did, did you know how to do this? Or when you get to a rough spot in your marriage or when times are tough, you know, I they've experienced that. So sure. in a sense, you're you're learning together. You're yeah. you, you're utilizing them to to grow up, per se. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm in this position. I got these bugles. They, they said that I can be in charge of this crew. But really, I'm I'm still growing in my career, too. So yeah. I, I think that. Uh, I think you have a real opportunity there. Yeah, um, yeah and that's you – know, I didn't realize until I, I got promoted that, you know, when you get in that position, you know, if you don't have that good senior man on your side or even um, that decent crew, like, you're it. Like, you have to train these guys. And you have nobody to fall back on. And I'm like – and it kind of makes it tough when you got to – I got to – I mean, what do you mean? I got to make trainings? Like, yeah. I can't, I can't just, like, oh – you show me what to do or you know and that's what's nice about these, these senior guys and probably here soon we'll we'll work at some trainings where they'll show me what they know like what you know how do you do this how, how have you been taught to do this let's, let's build on that instead of me coming up with some new new way that i saw on youtube or something well i think as an officer <laughs> it's important to realize that i don't always have to do the trainings sometimes i have to take part in them so i i love the aspect of letting my my guys come up with it because yeah. a they feel invested and b they have something to pass on too. Correct, and that's what I felt like as a senior man when I was with my the captain that I was with, and <clears throat> I did a lot of the trainings. I, I I did a lot of the hands-on stuff with the guys, but I didn't have to make those those task decisions on the scene. Like I just I gave them a tool to put in their rolodex, and you know if they needed to use it one day, it was there. Um, and I it it definitely changed my perspective. Now I'm not only having to do some of the trainings, I'm making the task decisions on. on what my guys are going to do and it's kind of an eye-opener like i didn't realize that was that was part of being promoted um, so our show is is absolutely minimally edited and when i mean minimally edited i mean probably <laughs> not at all uh we, i uh i i enjoy putting people on the spot we've uh you know we kind of pre-talked about some things that we were going to talk about but oh great <laughs> i want to know uh, we, our, our, the theme of our show is always, you know, four to five leadership traits okay. that you valued. So, what are some uh, some some leadership traits that you would say were important to you and what you wanted? One of my and myself, or like stuff that I I, I tried to yes. incorporate. What you wanted in an officer, or or what you're trying to be? Uh, like looking at an officer, the biggest thing was confidence. Like having having that officer that had that confidence um and obviously i try to instill it in, in myself um initiative really for me one um <laughs> me just having that not that sit at a desk on the computer um, but just you know not having another senior officer or even a battalion chief tell me how i have to do my day-to-day task or, or stuff on scene like um 
I feel like I'm in a job interview. <laughs> <laughs> um, confidence is going. I don't yeah. think yeah, we've no, had we confidence, had confidence yeah, yeah. at all. Um, no. Yeah. It kind of goes with confidence, but calmness. Mm-hmm. Also, one we haven't had. Like, so yeah, no. that's what kind of drove me to to just kind of go down that officer role because there was a, a he was kind of a mentor to me. Uh, was the calmest dude I've ever seen on a fire scene. Um, didn't matter what happened, he was calm, and I'm like, I want to be like that guy. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I'm, I'm pointing to him, but it's not him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, uh, no. I, if I was running into Greenfield, Greenwood yeah. on on an engine, and you gave a size up, and you are completely calm, yeah. As a as an as another officer, that uh-huh. usually puts me a yeah. little bit at yeah. ease. If you're wigging out, I'm I'm thinking in my mind because I I can't see it. Yeah. I'm thinking, oh God, this is bad, dude. He's freaking out, or yeah. he's really inexperienced. He's not going to make a good call. We could get someone hurt. But if you get on the radio and you're completely calm when you do your size up or when you ask for something, I'm like, okay, he's okay. got this and under that's control. That's I truly yeah. try and take pride. And you know, we had a uh, we had a really bad accident in front of our firehouse, and I took it meant a lot hearing some of these guys. They said, "Man, when you marked on scene with your size up, we thought you were getting ready to disregard us." Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and it was. I mean, we had four people in a vehicle under a semi. You know, but you and I talked a few times. I know you went out to Needham for a fire. You took that second. Yeah. I remember you said you took that second before you gave that size up mm-hmm. on that on that residence fire. Take a breath. So yeah. that calmness is, it's so important, like you just said. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it, it does. It, it takes a lot because, like I said, I listened to that, that accident you're talking about. Nothing worse than anything that's involved within 100 feet of your firehouse because you don't have any time to prepare. No, you can't do anything. You're already there. Uh you already hear everything, you see everything, and it's, it's mentally it's hard just to hit that reset button for a second. Um, and it does calm the guys down because I've been in runs where the dudes are yelling on the radio and you get there and it's, a, it's, it's an nothing. open burnout back. Yeah. And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. like, That's unbelievable. The house was... Um, yeah. Well, and the, and the calmness will, will put your guys at ease. It'll put all the rest yeah. of the firefighters, you know, yeah. 15 or 18 fire, firefighters responding on a residence, they hear that size up over there and they're like, Okay. Yeah. yeah. This guy's got it. Right. Yeah. And then the, there's the point of being way too calm, where you can't even hear them on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they're talking so quietly and so. What the hell did they like, just say? I don't even have a clue what they just right. said. But <laughs> I'm glad I chose to ask this because we haven't had calmness yeah, either. They, no. that, this this guy that that yeah, I won't mention man when I start talking about him, Ryan's gonna know exactly who he is. But this dude, I mean, former military, former ranger, has seen a ton of stuff, and I'll never forget. It's the first day that I ever rode out, and I'll never forget it. I was put in the seat for an hour and a half because somebody had to go do a physical and we didn't have enough people. I was a probie and I was the only one they could ride out because I couldn't drive and we only had uh, enough to do a driver. So they, they said, don't worry about it. You'll be fine. And we caught a, we caught a commercial fire and I was, I mean, we get there and I'm borderline just full panic mode. And he looks at me and he's, he's an engineer and he's you know, getting a water supply connecting and he goes, you'll be fine. Yep. Take a breath. You'll be fine. I'm like, Okay. Yeah. Cool. I got this. And it, yeah, just seeing that calmness and just seeing him being calm and you know, like if he's he, if he's not worked up, then why should I be worked up? You know, even though I've never seen a fire, you know, that was my first fire, and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, everything. Okay, maybe everything will be fine. So yep. that does help. A, a good a, a good tidbit that I've always lived by. A good mentor of mine taught me: take a fin- fender breath. Mm-hmm. So get out, and I I still do this to this day. I make it a point to touch the truck. 
and then survey anything that's going on because yeah. then I'm, I'm not immediately getting that tunnel vision and going off, making calls, being a nut job. I touch the truck and then I take that breath yeah. and I, yeah. I, I start to size up the situation. Yeah, when we uh, you were talking about that Needham fire, it was, you know, I've never, that was my first, first in officer job I've ever had. And um, I'm thinking, thankfully, it was an eight-minute response, and you could see the smoke, so I knew it was working. So I had, I had plenty of time to like calm myself down from that yeah. initial adrenaline rush. But uh, when I got there, I told my backstepper real quick, "Hey, this is what I want," and then I gave my size up. It actually took my mind off the house, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I was able to do the size up. And you're talking about touching the truck. I don't buckle my waist strap until I get out of the truck. That me too. Because I had to stop. Yeah. Think about it. Oh, I need to clip this in, and it gives me a second to really look at everything. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, I've heard people all the time. Like, I, some guys are like, "Oh, I chew gum, or I take a big deep breath, or you know, I do this or do that." And it, you just have to find that one thing that makes you just stop for a second and realize really what's going on. So, I'm, inter- I'm interested in number three too because you've you've brought two three, two leadership traits that yeah. it hasn't. Um, we haven't talked about on uh, calmness. There's always too close i was trying to find it so we could have just played it and recorded it chicago fire department had one where they arrived the truck gets on the scene they go on the scene we it's have like working engine, fire engine 80 or something yeah, yeah they oh say, shit they're jumping because yeah, yeah we got jumpers <laughs> yeah. and people were jumping out this multi-story i know and he's yeah. just yeah just like he's talking to you and then the other thing is is world famous is chief pfeiffer after he watched mm-hmm. a plane crash into right. his World oh. Trade Center, right. and getting him on there. I yeah. mean, yeah, he was amped up, but yeah, he just saw a plane crash yeah. into well, the Trade whole Center. audio from the nine yes, eleven yeah. is a great example of calmness. Like well, the world is <clears throat> falling apart above them. We know now after nine eleven what ended up happening and yeah. the <laughs> war that followed. The whole world is coming unraveled, yeah. and he's they're marking the command posts. They're they're There's just standard commercial fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go with the flow. We got this. But yeah. everyone around them didn't think, ah, I'm going to die today because right. they were so calm. And, yep. and as an officer, your job is to bring calmness. And Tony, I don't know if you chaos. remember, we watched that documentary in Fire 1 and 2 class. Yeah, I, uh, I could have been in detention. But yeah, I remember. You could have been. I remember 9 <laughs> 11 on but that day because but of that. Yeah. Here in Chief Fife, was that talk. live for you? What's that? Was that live for you? No, no. <laughs> that's that's mean, but uh, that was how calm he was. Yeah. You know, it was unreal, just nuts. Everything yeah. that was about to happen, and that's yeah. Calm when we, so yeah, that's my the officer that I learned from. The, you know, when we had the chance to bid, we. we Six years ago, we did the bid system. First time ever. I was pretty low in the order, and I'm like, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up being stuck with a guy that I want to be with. It is what it is. I'm full time firefighter. Got my dream job. But this captain, he came available, and I'm like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna work for him because he's calm as can be. Like he is always calm. And working with him for six years, I never once saw him get worked up on any fire scene. And I'm like. Okay. Like, I hope at some point I can emulate that. And I don't know if I do because I refuse to listen to any of my audios. Uh, we, yeah. we always get our audios. I don't, if I'm even on Kinda the radio, like I, don't wanna, I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> hear my own voice. And, um, and I, I just don't, because I'm going to over critique myself. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. you messed up on this, you messed up on this. Um, and so I don't ever listen to him. And hopefully I'm cool as he is or 
you know, calm as he is on the radio. Um, you'll get over uh, <laughs> when you listen to this. You'll you'll yeah. actually realize what you sound like. Oh yeah. Like um, for anybody who hasn't seen, I sound like a douche on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. um, I I hate listening yeah. to him. So but it took the podcast to, for you to understand that. Yeah. Well, we've known <laughs> for years. My guys have told yeah. me that. You yeah. guys have told me that. But yeah, yeah no. I figured uh, that out doing like job interviews. They always told you like record yourself. Like yeah. Yeah. I did that once. I'm like I'm not doing that again. Fuck, no, I sound I, like I, that. I refuse yeah. to watch <laughs> like. No wonder. They won't hire me. Yeah, it's like, how can I change my voice? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I know I need to say this, this, and this oh, to get yeah. hired, but how can I change my voice? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I think I'll give you two or yeah. three. You, you, you know, three. I go to five. Some people have done five, but. Really, uh, attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Not only not only the job, Another but one. really paying attention to your guys. Not, I'm not talking like, oh, you know, I know Ryan's Ryan. Like, you know, what's, what, you know, kind of sets Ryan off like I want to know these things so I can prepare for him so that it doesn't happen because as an officer even a senior guy like I want to make sure some other guy's not coming in some senior guy from another firehouse is trying to you know hammer down on my probe or my young guy like yeah you're not coming to my firehouse and trashing my guy like first of all I got your back I don't care if you've been here for two weeks um but because some guys have these just these trigger things that really just set them mm-hmm. off um and mine actually was, and, and very few knew this for a while. Is a lot of guys compared me to my dad, and they would they would do it knowingly because they were doing it. Some guys were just kind of were like, my dad was that older style firefighter. He, you know, he didn't want to change with the new age. And some guys were like, oh, you're just like your dad. And I mean, they would flip a switch. Sometimes. Right. Yeah, uh, I'm going to show you. I'm yeah, not. I'm like, whatever. So um, it's okay if they tell that to Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. And and. You know, I just let it, it would get to me, but yeah, attention to detail on that and just their personal life. Like, um, I got a friend that you know, was, you know, he's a Indianapolis firefighter, but I got saved on my phone when his mom passed away. It was a big deal to him, you know. So I got that saved on my phone, so I know, like, hey man, I'm gonna reach out to you this day. Mm-hmm. And it goes the same thing from any of my guys. Like, I want to know these anniversary days, your kids' birthdays, um, if you had some kind of traumatic event in your life. Like, I want to sure. know this so I can keep an eye on you around that time well that goes with that goes with studying your guys yeah uh, you know at your first couple months as an officer I, I i mentioned this in my battalion evaluation was you know i want to spend my first little bit learning them mm-hmm. uh because i know the current guys i'm with but i have no idea yeah. about these guys i know who the, i know their names and stuff but i, I want to know their story yeah um so that, that attention yeah. to detail is is huge yeah. also Attention to detail is something that we haven't had either. So you're all, you're on a roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then the last last one, which I guess would be four, is pride, which kind of goes with attention to detail, man. I, I just, got five. I, I love people that are pride in the job. Um, just going back to like you know, washing your truck, knowing that your tools are dirty, knowing what tools are missing, what tools are broken, knowing how to work on the tools. Like we should all, even as drivers, like if something's broken, like you shouldn't immediately help desk ticket and let support services take care of it. Like, you should be able to tinker with it. Like, no, I got this. I can fix this. Change your headlight. Yeah, stuff like that. Just minor. I mean, you're an engineer. Like, you should you should be able to do a small task. Um, and that really takes pride in your fire truck. And then taking pride in your firehouse. I mean, I hate some guys are gonna probably stop playing this podcast when I say this, but <laughs> I hate guys that live in a dirty firehouse. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I yeah, they're always like, well, it's you know, it is what it is. It's, you know, other shifts don't clean. Who cares? You know, let's clean this fire house. Let's make it good for 24 hours. Let me worry about the other guys. Let me worry about the other crews. You don't worry about them. You yep. you fold the towels. I don't care if the, the the 
washing the dryers were full every day. Like, mm-hmm. You don't know what kind of day they had. You don't know what kind of, yeah. you know, if they did six trainings or if they, you know, we kind of know what kind of runs they do because, you know, we all have either active 911 or they give us a pastor tells tell us what they did. But you don't know, you know, if they had anything else come up or if they had a walk-in that they had 12 kids that you had to show the whole, mm-hmm. just, just fold the towels. My, my, just clean yeah, the yeah. Fold the towels and, and, and move on. And that's on. my thing is yeah. I, uh, I'm afraid of mice, but I hate rats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing yeah. I don't like in my firehouse, and I would challenge everybody, like I don't I don't give a shit what A shift didn't do or what B shift didn't do or what C shift hasn't done for right. months or any yeah. of that. I, I, I don't yeah. care. I would, yeah, if, I, I, and, and this is a great example. We had a chief a while back. He, he didn't like dipping. He didn't like you know he didn't like chewing and guys would always have spitters and you I've seen people telling on other people he left a spitter uh, in the engine and it's like yeah. you know how easy that is to just throw it away yeah I don't have to tell on him they mm-hmm. didn't clean the grill you know how easy it is to just empty the blackstone and and do it yeah. with and, and you don't have to tell on them yeah, yeah, just do it. Yeah. And and I, honestly, they're like, well, if it becomes a pattern, I, I want to talk to the other officer about it. It's like, yeah, that's, that's your prerogative. I want guys that are going to fix the situation because if you're going to fix the grill, if you're going to throw that away and not tell it, then I know you're going to fix the citizens' problem. Right. Mm-hmm. Correct. So the, the big I, thing I love I, is, is the people say, not my job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. The fuck it is. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, when you when you raise your right hand, I don't know if everybody yeah. gets those. We get those when we get. I mean, you, sure, you, it is your job. It becomes your job. Yeah. Like you're not going to tell a citizen that calls about her water leaking or her water mains busted. You're not going to say it's not my job. Yeah, yeah. we're you're problem solvers. Like I'm going to figure it out. And it, I think it goes back to the firehouse. Like let's just clean it. Let's take care of it. Absolutely. Let's, you know, do what it takes because you know. You, I hope you would do that at your own house. I don't know what 93s was to build. I think the going is three to five million, give or take, mm-hmm. for, for substations yeah. right now. Yeah. So these people, these are 50 year buildings. They want them to last for 50 years. They're, they're paying three to five million mm-hmm. per firehouse. So, you know, I'm yeah. blessed. My guys, fantastic at cleaning, yeah. better than yeah. I could ever imagine and always have been. Um, so you know, dirty firehouses where I'm from, it's not existent. And dirty not, fire trucks. They're that, not that our firehouses and our fire apparatus. Yes. to the citizens. They're the citizens. Yeah, and so they are paying us to take care of them. Yeah, and I want it to look good if they do happen to come in. I don't you know, want them to think that we are slobs or we're, we're pigs. And even when it comes down to like, you don't want to see the mayor or the deputy mayor or the the council or the board come in because they're the ones that are going to give you the stuff. If right. it looks good and it looks clean. They don't know anything about your run load. They don't know anything. They mm-hmm. like, oh, last I was at his firehouse and spotless and clean. It looked like a, you know, a palace. Like, well, yeah, I'll I, give, I'll give you whatever you're asking for. God, I think, no problem. I, I think you could fix that by doing home interviews. Go and see we how people to. live. We used to do it because mm-hmm. I mean, when I got they, hired Franklin. They, no yeah. greater Franklin look than to go and sit in someone's that. front. Yeah. And that's what I always front say room. to people. Like, I see how you treat a firehouse. I would hate to see how you treat your house. Yeah, yeah. Like if. I got off this morning and I actually I did some maintenance around my house and did some stuff and I'm like I could literally just sit there and do nothing all day. Yeah. I, mean, I, I got stuff to take care of. As long as you don't judge my leaves. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, 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 I haven't done these. Yeah. And, and I don't yeah. know that I intend on doing <laughs> yeah, this one. I came, I came from the, the firehouse. It's, it's a newer firehouse. It's 14, 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So in, in grand scheme of things, it's newer, but it's probably it's nice it's, because it's taken care of. The guys yeah. at that firehouse, and I was one of them, take pride in that firehouse. It's always it looks good to me. And the same with the engine too. Yeah, we had the oldest engine. And oldest engine, probably the best engine I've ever driven. Yep. Best engine, I loved it. Yep. Now we got a brand new one, but it's it just takes. And plus, you if you take pride in that firehouse and the fire truck, 
when you have to do something, it's less work. Because well, you've, you've already kept up on it. You've already it's already clean. Like oh, you you want me to go ahead and vacuum this room? Well, I've already done it every week. It's not going to take me long to like deep clean or we do spring cleaning every time. Like it's not going to take long to do spring cleaning because right, yeah. you've already taken. Care I of the think firehouse. it boils down to if 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 I can't trust you to do that, how am I supposed to trust you with this citizen's life? Right. Or how am I supposed yeah. to trust you with my life? Or a million dollar apparatus mm-hmm. if i can't trust you to just do the minimal yeah. the littlest things for sure i agree yeah i'm not sure i understand mm. siri, does, siri, siri, does, does, siri doesn't understand so one of my favorite questions to ask officers in general uh and this Great. is this is one of my favorite to ask anybody because like i've talked about before i didn't have a good reason yeah but why did you choose to promote uh Pay. No, I was kidding. <laughs> well, that ain't it because no, no it's not it, because like, uh, officers. I don't care where so you you're didn't at. Have to like, do chores. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mopped last night, so we're good. Like, I, and a newer guy tried to take the mop from me, and I said, "I will, I will break this mop over you. Like, get away from me." Like, I don't, yeah, I don't mind doing chores, and um, it's hard to do chores now to, as a as an officer. I never realized that, but um, it's yeah, it's a battle. They yeah. don't let you. Yeah, no. Uh, why did I become? Why did I want to choose from? Um, Obviously, with our department, it's 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 growing. Uh, we do have we've got this transition. I've always talked about it for years. We've got to transition from the older guys to the younger guys. It's going to flip. We're going to have a lot of younger guys, and I felt like I was in a position to to step up and fill that role. Um, and I, and be honest with you, and I hate to say it, there's there were some guys that I did not want to work for. I did not want to. I did not want to let them go through the process and. and without me going through it and then they get it and then i'm like and i feel terrible and i'm sure there's some guys that feel the same way about me um which is the glory of a process a merit process that we do um and i I felt like i had a a voice i I felt like i had a lot of good ideas to to push forward change the direction and really just the, the environment of our department um it really meant a lot to me when when guys came to me and would ask me are you doing this process? Are you going through this process? Mm-hmm. At first, I was like, oh, you know, yeah, okay, whatever, yeah, I'm doing it. And then, you know, when you have your, your captain and your chief coming to you, like, hey, I want to make sure you're going through this. I want, you know, when you have senior guys or even officers coming to you and make sure that you're going through this because they have confidence in your ability to lead not only a crew but the department, I'm like, okay, well, I've done something right in my, my short stint here that they now have confidence enough in me. Um, yeah, and I, I felt like I was at the right time and the, the opportunity to, to, to seize that and, and try it. Um, and, yeah, just having guys say, hey, if you do get promoted, like, can I come work for you? Like, if you have an open spot, can I come? Hey, if this, I'm like, dude, I, I haven't gone through the process yet. Mm-hmm. But these guys coming forward, and they're even some guys that are about the same age and the same experience as I had, you know, they apparently I did something enough to make an impression on them. I'm like, well, apparently it's time. Um and that's part of it. I guess that would be the outside. For inside, for me, would be really. It's to me. I think it's a choice. It's really you. You have to. You have to have it in you. It's not a. It's, it's not just doing it. It's not the next step in your career. Yeah, and that's. I feel like some departments, and we're kind of still in there. Like people think that that's the next step. Mm. Like we're we're small. We were we were small for years. Like everybody thinks. Well, I've got to. I've got to go for the promotion. Like no, you don't. Like if you don't think it fits, don't do it. Um, and I feel like you just got to feel like you. You know. You have that, that leadership ability, and you, you could teach it to some guys, um, but I think a lot of it's just you're kind of born with it, and you can kind of master that trade. Because um, I don't, I mean, I don't think I did anything special to make 
Well, I a think group of firefighters followed me. I think it's important for people to remember, uh, just because you have the years on mm-hmm. and you took instructor and officer and all that doesn't make you ready. I think you need to take a minute to enjoy the back step or tailboard as as my friend dale (laughs) has done none of us have ridden the tailboard but but dale has um so i think i think it's important to remember that it's pretty awesome to be a backstepper but and i had a i had a goal when i first got hired because a lot of people doubted me that you know because i did come in it so late and they knew my family they're like yeah like they were already they already had an impression on me they were like "Mm, nope so i had i kind of had that driving force like i'm gonna prove them wrong even though I still think about it to this day, like I don't care what others think. Like I'm going to make what's right. I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to make the right decision. And it may not be the popular decision, but I'm going to go with that decision. And, uh, but I still had that outside force. Like I'm going to prove these guys wrong yeah. that I can not only become full-time firefighter, but become an officer. Now I don't have any other, I mean, that was really my top out goal for the fire service. Now I have to kind of have to reevaluate, like where do I want to go from here? Um, so I'm just fortunate enough to succeed in that. I know, you know, my major goal so quick. So, but yeah, I do agree with you. We, I didn't get the opportunity to be a backstep because we were such a small department yeah, that me I, too. I get thrown right in the driver's seat. I, I get upset at the, out. I get upset at the young guys now <laughs> yeah. when they're, because they, they didn't go through the same thing. My department was such short staff. You were either on the ambulance or you were driving in a fire engine. Mm-hmm. So I went from either driving the ambulance or driving a fire truck to now I'm in the officer seat. And I get these guys, and then I'm like, hey, I get it. Go to that class now while you don't have a family. But do not be in a hurry to promote because this yeah. is the best time of your life is on that back step. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like our agency, like Greenwoods, is, you know, it's you don't didn't have career fire. firefighters. Fire mm-hmm. truck. <laughs> 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 I thought about <laughs> yeah, you the, yeah, the yeah. career you didn't have career backsteppers. Yeah, yeah part time. You, you either drove or you're an officer. Correct. And now we have career firefighters riding backwards. And I tell people to take the time to now you can do it. Enjoy yeah. it. I got to do it at Franklin for ten years. I got to, you know, be a backstep firefighter, backup engineer, ride out mm-hmm. officer. I said take the time because you'll look back and that's your favorite time of your career. Correct. Yeah, and I, I even look at it like when when Gant reached out to me about this, like I started thinking about the senior main position. That's probably the best spot. Like I think about it now, I'm like, dude, that was awesome. Like I love it because you your guys are going to come to you. Everybody's going to come to you for advice and, and what to do. And, and hey, what do you think about this? Like, even your you, officer, yeah, your officer's yeah. going to come to oh, you for advice. Oh, all the time. 100%. And and now and you didn't have that that responsibility that you were the disciplined guy. Yeah. And now I think about it, I'm like these guys aren't going to come to me mm-hmm. because I hold that leadership or I hold that officer rank that you know they I'm starting to form into this administration policy thumper, which I get. Yeah. You know, I was the same way sure. like I'm but that senior man is nice cuz you can really stop a lot of problems mm-hmm. with fire service. Well, yeah. and, and, and now especially with your crew, you can the, you can kill it or you can take care of it and, and if you're if you're a good senior man I could have gone to my captain like, hey, I made this decision that probably should have been looked into. And he would, he'd been like, cool, got it. Yeah. He's cool with it because he trusted my decision making and I didn't have any ramifications. Now, if there was something that came up of it, he took it. He's like, I got it from here. Like, I'll right. take care of it. And that was always a nice thing about being a senior guy is, is you, you hold a lot of power and value. Mm-hmm. And the guys that work under you, but you don't hold any of the power of responsibilities being that that discipline maker. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, it was always and, nice. and I think as a as an officer, you have to uh, you have to realize that. Yeah, sometimes I have to do discipline, mm-hmm. and that sucks. I hate it as much as the next guy. But sometimes it doesn't have to go to discipline. Mm-hmm. If if they respect you enough, you could have a conversation, and I bet it's never going to happen Correct. again. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I would challenge every officer. Yeah, follow your agency's guidelines and their standard operating procedures however you're going to lose a lot of trust in your guys if every time they mess up you have to discipline them because it's supposed to be corrective in nature it's not supposed to be punitive right Mm -hmm. so i i don't want to see you lose your job and i don't want you to get in trouble let's just go over here have a conversation and it'll never happen again and then when we walk out we're good yeah you know we had a a officer always tell me don't make me do my job Mm -hmm. yeah and, and for for years I was like I don't even know I don't even understand what that means. Uh, <laughs> now you do. You now I do because it, it's true. Like don't let's let's just be firemen. Let's like we're a crew. Like it's not like it's not my crew. It's our crew. Like let's be a crew together. Don't make it a policy thing. Like don't make me step out of this role and become a a, a disciplined guy. Uh, just just do what you, you 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 know what you need to do. And you know I've said it before. Like it goes back to just do your fucking job. Yep. Absolutely. You know what it is. You just chose to skew off that path to see how far you can make it until I got to reel you back in and, you know, keep on moving forward. One thing I did, I only did it once because it sucked, but I let my guys review me and there's a reason I only did it once because it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I was able to learn a lot about what they thought of me and I was able to change a lot. Um, and <laughs> when, I, when I took over as battalion chief, I said, we're all reviewing each other because I want to know how I'm doing. Yeah. So, uh, that that worked for me because they were able to do it without putting their name on it, and man, I was like, oh. Now I knew who did some, of, who yeah. said some, of it. <laughs> but ultimately, um, yeah, you're, you're my mantra right now, and I would hope it's yours is we're all figuring this thing out together yeah. because you're when you get promoted in rank, you basically start over. There's a reason it's called time and grade is because now mm-hmm. I'm learning a whole new position. So you might have some time on Greenwood, but you're a new officer. So mm-hmm. um, you have you have to realize that just because I have the bugles don't mean that I have all the answers because I don't. Correct. Yeah, and, and, and I'm envious that you have, you know, 20-year guys. And, you know, I hope that you're leaning on them and I hope that, you know, they're yeah. leaning on you. And, and, and one thing – that this new generation that's wild is they have terms like cap and bussin and stuff that that i never thought i'd be an old guy but i don't understand <laughs> so i have to rely on the younger generation to teach me what the hell they're saying bro yeah. this dinner be bussin exactly <laughs> like you know, instagram you know, keeps me up on that knowledge and i i just shared a video with somebody because we were talking about that like you know his daughter was was using all these slang new terms and i'm mm-hmm. like I got a video for you, and that's the whole thing. Is a guy's using all these like no cab, oh yeah, bus and, oh, yeah. Like, that that's yeah. coming. Oh, that's coming. Like yeah. in the fire service, that's coming. Yeah, you know, what I was I was our department's say? PIO, and I was taking a video outside, and I was gonna post it on our social media, and I was so damn proud of it. And I had a young guy go, "Bro, you should do that in 4K," and I said, "The hell is 4K?" <laughs> And he, I mean, four thousand times. And he, he punched something on my phone, and he did it. And I called the chief, and I was like, "Hey, dude, I think I found our next PIO because <laughs> I, I think I'm I'm outdated uh, yeah, at this point. I don't know anymore." Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I just found that out a week ago about my phone that you can switch it to 4K. Exactly. Well, you guys are gonna have to show uh, me. Yeah, like, so I, I mean, who doesn't? Oh I, I, can I you show me later? I, yeah. I, I think as an officer, it's yeah. it's. 
use the resources around you. We, oh, we sure. talked about it in a previous podcast, and yeah. you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you got to find a new room. Great. Well, the one yeah. thing I like too is a great feeling for me is if I am in the doing paperwork. We talked about Tony, you and I talked about how little time we spend in the office. It's yeah. A little different for you now in your new position, yeah. but. Nothing, I still hate the office, by the way. <laughs> nothing better than if I'm in the office doing something or working on something else and the guys go downstairs and self-initiate training. That's To me, that's like, boom, yes, wash the rig, mm-hmm. make sure you know your stuff, but that, go down there and self-initiate training, that's what Most of the like. time, if I have to tell them, I'm in their way. I'm micromanaging them, and I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, yeah that's what... Yeah, this is this is my biggest worry is not to be a micromanager at, at this role, and it, I don't preach on like watching YouTube videos and podcasts sure. and all these motivational videos because some guys are like, oh, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But you know, I've learned a lot of it. You know, micromanaging is not always bad. Like some micromanaging, like you truly don't trust your guys yeah. to complete the job, and so it's kind of a it kind of made me understand micromanaging more. Like some guys do it because they they have to, but. The guys that are getting micromanaged need to understand that you need to step up your game. Like, there's a reason he's having to do this. Now, I don't plan on doing it, and I hope I never have to do it, but there's that two sided to it. And that's what I learned from uh, Jocko. Jocko Wilco had that on one of his podcasts. I'm like, I never thought about it that way. It's kind of another side. Everybody's like, oh, I hate micromanaging. You're the worst supervisor because you're micromanaging. I'm like, well, if you ever thought that you're a terrible firefighter and you don't know how to do your job, <laughs> like, like there's another side to it. Like fix yourself and then maybe right, you know. So yeah, that was that was a, that was a big one. Like we always talk about expectations and uh, no. I read a book and I don't read books. I can't read. It takes me years to read one book. Um, except I read a. Uh, we we actually on this podcast we read to Ryan. Yeah, yeah because he doesn't read. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. That's yeah. <laughs> time it's for a, Ryan. It's a small. It's like 140 pages and it's it's no expectations. Too much leadership <laughs> and that's the easiest book that i've ever read because it, it it'd be one page and it's like a paragraph yeah it's one chapter you turn it and it's maybe like the longest chapter is like two pages long but it, it really helped me understand moving into a new leadership role um and it's it's from a, a fire chief out in out, i think missouri uh, chief holderman and I've, I've kind of followed him because he's got yeah. a lot of that new yeah. that new leadership and helping that transition and I'm like, that was that helped me a ton. And, and and I always tell people, man, if you have an opportunity, go to classes, go go learn from somebody else, because you're not going to learn just just by following your officer. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because one, the last question that I have um, is, if hypothetically, there is a young firefighter at Greenwood right now, mm-hmm. and he's he's contemplating promotion. What would you tell him right now on how he can be ready for that next step? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, change career. No, that's a good. Um, it, and it would be obviously make sure you're ready for it and, and really think about it because you have to be able to make those decisions, decisions, even if it's wrong or not the popular vote. It has to be the right one. Sorry, not wrong, but wrong to them, the right decision for your guys and the right decision for the citizens. Um and sometimes I think a lot of officers can't make that decision. They just they just want to fill that role or fill that, that have that shiny red helmet, um, and have you know brass on their collar. You have to be able to make that decision. But really, take those company leadership classes. There's a lot of them. I mean, we're we're extremely fortunate that we have 
FDIC every year. There's a lot of free classes that you can go to, and it, it gives you a, more of a, an outsider's point of view on, on what, what it's like to be a leader in the fire service. Um, but I read, like I said, I read that No Expectations for Leadership, which helped me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, not only him coming to me is a, a good step because he, he really he's looking for that opinion, but going to other guys. Like I, I talked to other guys at other fire departments about what I should do to prepare myself um, to go uh, with the company officer. Company officer. I don't remember what the class was. I think White River put it on the Salka and Lasky, Lasky Fire Officer Academy. Yes, I took that class, and that was really an eye opener for me. Just listening to those two guys talk about being a company officer, and they, they said it best. You know, being a, when you first get promoted to company officer, you're just a black hat sitting forward mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. until you you earn that red helmet. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that would be that. And then, uh, and I tell some guys, make sure make sure you have your life in order, your home life. Because yeah. you can't have you can't have a disheveled home life and then come in and then deal with your firehouse life because they're going to come with you with every problem. And if you're you're having to deal with um, stuff at home with you know whether you're your significant other or your kids you know you got to handle that stuff over the phone like it just doesn't work and then and I thankfully I have a wife that, that can handle stuff or you know my dad's able to come help her or her parents are come able to help her because there's some days I'm like figure it out like I can't I can't come and help you like I have, I'm here at the firehouse so um, that, that's my, my biggest thing is make sure you make sure you got that that home life solid make sure you that's don't have one. any yeah. Make sure, make sure you don't have any outside interferences because it, I, you can see it. And guys that have, unfortunately, you know, have stuff going on at home. Well, chaos brings chaos. Yes. Like I mean, uh-huh. if you have stuff at home, you're not going to deal with the stuff at the firehouse. At that's all funny. Time. That's the same thing Chief Spalding said too. Yes. I mean, literally, mm-hmm. our last episode. Yeah. That's what he. That's what he mentioned. I believe it. I believe uh, someone it. just just put out uh, on a social media site says stop promoting bad humans to leadership positions mm-hmm. and I don't want to say if your home life is not in order you're a bad human but like I just said chaos brings chaos so yeah. uh, you know I got to be able to solve problems for my guys and if I'm having problems and I'm drinking too much or I'm I'm doing this too much you know they're not they're not going to think I got things in order enough to help them right and one thing I've talked about is, is, you know, watching over your crew's mental health. And uh, if, if you're not taking care of your own, you can't watch over theirs. Mm-hmm. And part of being an officer, in, in a sense, you know, being an officer is like being a parent. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, my guys are the exact same as my, my kid. It's just every third day versus two out of three. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I want them to succeed. And, you know, sometimes I got to correct and sometimes we've got to go a different path. But yeah. overall, that's. What being an officer yeah. is. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I want the I want everybody to become old firefighters. Mm-hmm. Just like I want my kids to grow up, get old. I mean, and I I want to make sure that when I leave, that I left that good impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, I left it better. Mm-hmm. People say leave it better than when you the got it. Um, one of the problems that I see that we have other than in Indianapolis, is we promote a lot of people that don't have a lot of fire mm. experience. You mentioned a couple of times, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I, I've mentioned before, my my ride-up, mm-hmm. my backstepper that rides out, he's been on the nozzle a couple times on mm-hmm. first due on a working fire. Mm-hmm. We don't have a lot of that yeah. 
Correct. first do in so you got to be able to go get the training somewhere you got to be able to read the podcast or listen to the podcast and read the books yeah. and and bounce off other people yeah and 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 i talked about that in a previous episode i mentioned dale and and yeah yeah we we all might not all of us sitting here we might not have a fire once every couple of weeks every month if we're yeah, lucky yeah, yeah. um but I wish it was every yeah, couple of weeks. Yeah, that's what, I, I, what are we doing yeah. in between to learn from those who do fight fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've thought about that before. Like, how am I going to make a decision now? Because it's it, they're relying on me to make that decision. Yeah. Not only as my crew, but my battalion chief is make a decision. Like, what am I going to use? It's not it's not just straight winging it. Like, I have mm-hmm. to base it on something, and a lot of it is I've watched YouTube or I've I've listened to this podcast or I've listened to you know, or watched some video on Instagram where I'm like. I either like that or I don't like that. Like I will not do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think it's helped me a lot. And you know, like I said, we don't get fires. I don't get to experience that. Now, YouTube and those things aren't going to give you that heat experience. That, right. That full panic mode, mm-hmm. which I was fortunate enough to go out east um, to a training facility out there that you feel that heat, and it uh-huh. really kind of humbled me because I'm like, you understand now, like I can. I can bear that heat level. I can I can perform under that heat level. I can do my my wrist scenario. I can you know do the VES and stuff like that and still stay calm. And it actually helped me tremendously. And I tell everybody if they ever get the opportunity to go out there um, and experience that because it does it does kind of change how you operate on a fire scene. Well, the one of the things that like probably you guys have never experienced, but it used to be norm for me in Franklin. Up in Maine, you go on a fire, these old houses, you knew that you had to take the trimmer off around the windows to find hidden fire because mm-hmm. the window weights mm-hmm. in the in there because of the way these houses. But you may not recognize that if you go on a fire in old down old mm-hmm. town yep. right. Greenwood yep. or whatever or a farmhouse in Sugar Creek mm-hmm. Township and you go in there and you don't think about that because you never experienced that before. Yeah, yeah. Those are That's things like you know, popping off the the baseboard wide trim on a Victorian house yeah. if you suspect a basement fire. Yep. I mean, you yeah. pop that off, smoke's going to come up from, oh, geez, we got a balloon frame constructed house here. You know, things like that. We don't. So, uh, so I went, uh, I, I was guilty of this, and I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought I was a fantastic officer. I had everything figured out. I went out to Fire Department Training Network mm-hmm. yeah. and took their company officer class and realized I ain't shit. Yep. I suck. Yep. And, you know, I, I think as a company officer, you have to humble yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to realize because I don't get fires every day, because I'm not been exposed to this or I'm not running this, that I got to learn from those that do. And uh, when I went to company officer class out of <coughs> fire department training network, I quickly realized that I was good what I thought was good, but I needed to be better. Yeah. Um, so. I think that if anyone is listening and you're thinking about promoting, uh, we talked a lot about your name and the reputation you build as a firefighter. Mm-hmm. I think that you got to start working overtime to develop yourself before you get in that seat um, yeah. and put yourself around people who have been in that seat. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty prideful of my name and, and, and try to push that forward. And a lot of you see a lot of the guys fire, you know, firehouse are always like big old, you know, Type A personalities. Like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't care about awards. I don't care about the recognition. I don't, and, you know, all that stuff. Like it's it's nice. It's nice to you know get that recognition, that pat on the back. But like, like I'd like to build that legacy for my name. Like there's 
two names that are that are given mm-hmm. when you get the fire service. It's the the name either on your badge or if you're lucky enough to get on the, the your coat, and then the department that hired you. Mm-hmm. And those are the two names that I don't want to disappoint. And yeah. uh, and you know I would love to leave that legacy for for guys that when I'm gone that that I left some kind of impression that like oh yeah you remember that guy like then I felt like I did enough in the fire service to leave my name branded somewhere uh, and and you know we're, I was just like your guys' last one where you're talking about people remembering remembering your name and having that history and and my wife. She, she rolls her eyes every time we go down to FDIC and we'll be down there. And some random person, which I know who they are, will walk up and they'll be like, oh man, like you were, you were, you know, this so and so, like at Greenwood, like, and my wife's like, like you were the biggest asshole. <laughs> like, how are these people coming up that I have no clue who they are? She's right. You are an asshole. I am. Yeah. It's saying, like, like, oh yeah, like this guy was the nicest guy at the firehouse. Like, if, you know, I would have stayed at Greenwood, you know, if I could have worked for him. And she's like, I don't understand that. And that right there is the biggest, like, I don't want to like, toot my own horn. That's the biggest satisfaction, like, yeah. in the fire service. Yeah. And some guy in another department that you you had something impressionable to get them where they're at. Yeah. And I'm like, I just was doing my job uh, and trying to, you know, teach you and show you how to interview and, and get you there. And, you know, we're at the FDIC. And she's like, oh, gosh, because I hate coming here. <laughs> Every time this happens. When, when I talked to you at uh, Flame Decon, sponsor. Booth. Um, how many people came up and said hi to me while yeah, I was talking bunch. to you? Yeah, I mean, a yeah. bunch. Yeah, we, that's we, when you know that your your name you you've done good in the fire service. I think guys like you, you know, are getting talked to by do some other departments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they all they're there is like you know to thank you, like hey man, I appreciate what you did. I'm like okay, well I guess I did something right. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like for me and, and I, I know some guys don't give two shits, but for me that's that's cool. Like yeah, you, that's, I take pride in that. Like that's sure. my honor. That's my honor. That's my that badge that I'll carry forward. Is hopefully I can continue as an officer and having, even if they leave our department to go to another department, or if they continue on their own path and like, hey, you made a difference. Like okay, well, cool. and they may not they may not know Greenwood, but they know a guy that works there, and they're yeah. pretty favorable about it. So yeah. Greenwood's reputation is to that person is he's a good dude. I'd yeah. like to work for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Um, and. Well, uh, anybody have anything else? Uh, my my backsteppers and Jordan, when we go to FDIC, they have an over-under. How many feet I'm going to make it in the building? <laughs> they usually oh, go about 25 oh, feet. About, oh, and uh, my uh, youngest son always talks about when we went to Florida, because he always says, no matter where we go, you know somebody. Yep. And we're in Florida, and we're in an outdoor mall. Mm-hmm. And we're walking to the bathroom. I hear sauce, and he nope. just goes, "Are you freaking serious right you now?" We're just in Florida. Yeah. So the director of Homeland Security. I was on vacation, um, and Joel Thacker yeah. was walking down the beach, and he said, "Tony," and my wife goes, "What the hell? <laughs> I didn't know someone in Alabama." And he left, and I was like, "He's a state fire marshal." Too. Yeah. I, and I was I like, mean, that I was, man's life. I, I was going to say, hell. I was terrible in high school to him. <laughs> uh, so, um, Alex, uh, we uh, thank you for coming on. I uh, I think it's it's very important. A, I'm a Greenwood taxpayer, um, and I know people are like, I pay your salary, but it's refreshing for me to hear that that guys like you are promoted because yeah. you know it. when i'm when i'm gone you know my my family is protected by greenwood fire department so it's always going to be home to me and uh, you know i i i i love the passion in the younger officers and i i think that every time people get down on the fire service we need to realize that 
we're still doing well. We still yeah. got the brotherhood. We still got the passion. We we still got the fire. And guys like you teach me that. Appreciate so, it. Like I said, uh, originally when when Gant reached out to me, I'm like, nah, I don't I don't have anything to speak do. of. And yeah. I've listened to some of your guys' podcasts, and I'm like, I mean, you guys got good guys that are around the the city here and in outreach that are, that are good firemen. You know, you read about, it and I'm like, what do I? I don't have anything to bring. And he kind of kept pushing. I'm like, fine, I'll do it. You know, someone who's looking to promote. Like yeah. we had three topics of leadership that yeah. we had never covered never before, discussed. and you know, maybe it takes a younger officer to bring those to us. So uh, I appreciate that. Um, Dale mentioned sponsors. I wanted to real quick say, usually we started out minimally edited. I want people to know that. That is yeah. a key word. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to edit this out, but I do got to give a shout out to uh, 1-800-BOARD-UP, uh, the, the the main sponsor of the Kitchen Table Podcast. 1-800-BOARD-UP's been with us from the start. Um, I've used 1-800-BOARD-UP as a battalion. They have uh, came and boarded up a structure for me. Um, I think that the service they provide uh, outside of any financial interest, like they, they do a real good job and their outreach with firefighters is phenomenal. Uh, Flame Decon, Terra, um, four different types of activated charcoal. Uh, if you haven't listened to our episode with Terra, I highly suggest you get on there and listen to it because it is it is nerdy. It is a lot of chemistry, but we have got to find a way to remove these chemicals after a fire from our, our body. And guess what? Flame Decon is that. And if you're you're tight on funds or maybe you're an officer looking for gifts for your crew, hit up Tara. Use code KTP15 for 15% off. Also, if you're looking for gifts for your crew, uh, Charge the Line Design, our newest sponsor. Uh, a friend of mine, Brian, and his wife—they're doing great things. They make—they uh, can take your logo and put it on beer mugs, uh, whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, water tumblers—you name it. Uh, they have also given us a discount code KTP15 for 15% off there. Um, I'm going to do the quote, end of the episode quote, because I didn't even do that. Oh, and you got to do the, the park bench thing. Oh, yeah, we're still good. Man, yeah. I'm yeah. slacking on yeah, that. I just didn't want to forget our sponsors, but Dale has some stuff. So, we'll, I'll actually say Charge uh, charge the Line Design. This is their uh, end of episode quote of the day, uh, sponsored by them. Most people don't want to be part of the process. They just want to be part of the outcome. But the process is where you figure out who's worth being part of the outcome. I saw this one. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, you, you want the people to be right beside you to uh, to succeed, and uh, we all have that outcome in mind. And, and having the right people right there with you makes it. That's a good one. Yep. Yeah. That's always like kind of similar. That we always talk to guys. Everybody's got a problem, but nobody wants to come up with a solution. Yes. Yep. Like if you if we can work on a solution together, you know. I think you know that's the guy I want to be next to. They're they're willing to to come up with a solution. Let's work through this problem. Well, and that's who admin listens to. Well, so it's yeah. funny you say that. Our new chief, that's his biggest. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be motto? Is if there's a problem, tell me about it. Yeah. But I want you to have a solution. Yeah, don't or, just make it a complaint. Yeah. Yep. Great. So, yeah. so that's nice. Yeah. I like that. That's a good quote. Um, so yeah, I need to ask you. Okay. What do you got? Anybody in history, if you could sit with that person. Uh, whether it's family, fire service, military, whoever, 
could sit on a park bench and have a conversation, who would it be? See, I was fortunate enough that I got to. Yes. <laughs> I, I walked through the theater of the podcast. I, you know, I started, I started formulating all these names. I'm like, oh my, you know, who would I want to talk to? And you know, of course, obviously, the, the, the go-to answer I think for everybody is like your relatives. I was fortunate enough that I was able to, to, be around my grandparents, except my grandma, uh, my mom's side of the family. You know, of course, they would. You know, just to hear their story, just to let them know, like this is where I'm at. Like this is what I've turned into. Um, would be cool, but. Um, we talked a little bit about 9-11 earlier, but I would always like to listen or even talk to uh, Lieutenant Greg Atlas. He was on engine 12, first engine on 9-11, just to hear his thought process. Mm-hmm. Like if you even listen to his him on the radio, like it's just another World Trade Center alarm to him. Yeah. I'm like, I just want to like listen and like hear his story and like what he was going through. Um, and it goes back to like listening to podcasts and people talk like, I'd, I'd just like to listen to his story. Maybe it'd help me out on something or any issue that I may see in the future. Um, yeah, and then just what he went through, like that day from start to finish. Of course, it's kind of to me. It's, I sit there and think about it, it's kind of morbidish, but um, that or uh, then Dwight Dwight Eisenhower. Oh yeah, um, just because he was you know he was the general back when D Day. He, he he formulated that attack and, and planned it and just. I mean, one of the largest attacks in U.S. history that we pushed forward. I just like to hear, how did you come up with that? Like, like I, I mean, I'm just interested. I just uh, and I always go back to listen to, to people that have in recent wars. Like I just, I didn't go to the military. I wasn't in the military, just to hear their stories. Like, mm-hmm. You know, those stories you want to hear those and continue those legacies on. And I always go back to Dwight Eisenhower just because that's was one of my first school projects was D-Day. I'm like, this is cool. You know, Dale has put every guest on the spot. And one day, (laughs) one day we're going to, we're going to answer this question ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because like every time he asks. In my episode, I did. Yeah. (laughs) Every time he asks, like, I'm, I'm always like, who would it be? And then I get home and I'm like, man, I should call him and tell him who mine is. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. That's a a good question. I don't think I've ever really sat there and thought about it. No, no, it's a very good question. Well, could you imagine that quote that I just read? Do you yep. think he surrounded him with oh, himself yeah. with people who wanted the same outcome, and 100%. that he yeah, wanted I mean, to have that journey you're going, that outcome? Yeah, you're going into a mission that was borderline just set for failure. Oh yeah, and they succeeded. Like you had to have dudes hmm. that were bought in. You knew to, you were sending yeah, people yeah, to the well, right. You knew you were going to lose. Yeah, like they, they were bought into what you were selling. They could have yeah. been a shit sandwich, and it was. And they were like, okay, well, cool. Yeah, that's what time we start. That's an inspiration. Like, I'm in. Yes. And, um, yeah, that'd, that'd be just. Just to hear the story, like I mean, I don't know. I would do much talking. It, I'd be like hands on my, you know, knees, like looking, like intentively listening to that story. It'd be, it'd be pretty cool. I still can't imagine the feeling knowing that that personnel carrier going across <laughs> the water. Yeah. As soon as that door drops on the beach, you had a ninety percent chance yeah. of being hit with That's a it. bullet and dying. Yeah. I, I go back to it. Good. It's a, no, I'm good. No, it's no. a it's a comedy movie, but I can't even remember the name of it. But it, it's uh, they're like, we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that, and I don't care if we have to die. And the guy's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> hey, yeah, and, you know, uh, again, you're you're talking about the greatest generation. Yes, uh, for a reason. Yeah, because my fear is that those people don't exist anymore. Right, unless. Maybe I'm a little high on firefighters here, but unless you talk to firefighters, police officers, those guys, they're willing to die. Yeah. And, and you know, I, 
it's still alive, and I think people still believe in it. Yeah, the yeah. greatest generation didn't have their iPhones up, yeah. talking when the doors dropping. <laughs> they were like, the this, "This war is bus and no cap." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it. I'm an influencer. Yeah. Look at me. Look at me. It's all about that clout, bud. Yeah, it's MREB. Bussin' tonight, bro. <laughs> so, uh... You got one more sponsor. One more sponsor. You're wearing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Asset Threats. Uh, they pay my bills. Uh, they're the official apparel company of, uh, of the Kitchen Table Podcast. They make our stuff. And, like I said, they pay my bills. So, uh, shout out to Asset Threads. Um, let's bring this home. Yep. So, uh, I think it's important to remember any step you take. Uh, think about where you came from and, and any rule. Um, and remember why you got into the fire service. It is our job to take care of each other. It's our job to love each other. It's our job to protect each other. So, in the midst of chaos in the world, I would challenge everyone, especially in a firehouse, to be nicer to each other. Listen more than you talk. And uh, stay safe. Until the next time you hear this voice, be safe. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Kitchen Table Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion on firefighting, the importance of training, and the incredible bond of brotherhood that unites firefighters. If you'd like to stay connected with us and access more insightful conversations, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to spread the word and remember, stay safe out there because together we're stronger. Until next time, take care, stay tuned for more inspiring stories from the front lines of firefighting.